Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Friday the 5th of May. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer, on Talk coming up. Well, it's been a bad night for the Tories and a good night for Labour so far as the local election votes continue to be counted across England. And final preparations are underway for the King's coronation tomorrow. The time right now is 6.33. This is Talk Breakfast. Well, good morning to you. Lovely to be joining you on a Friday once again. It's been a long time. Uh, But yeah, you know what I'm like. I'm a bit of a political nerd. Rather enjoy uh, an an election Local or otherwise, and of course we've had local elections across some 8,000 seats across England, voting course in Scotland, in Wales, Northern Ireland getting their votes a little bit uh, later. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
this month, some mayoral elections as well. Lots to talk about. Um, quite a lot of votes being counted overnight. A lot of those results will be coming through in the next three hours. Um, some councils actually, frankly, bit too lazy and haven't even started the counting. It won't start until later, so we're going to get a lot more results in the afternoon. But certainly what it's looking like right now, so far, not good for Rishi Sunak and pretty good for Keir Starmer. There have been some predictions of sort of this worst case scenario, expectation management by the Tories. <laughs> well, it was a we could be losing up to a thousand seats uh, overnight. Trouble is, looking at the results coming in so far, that would now not be unthinkable. That expectation management um, not going uh, so well. But certainly with Labour taking some key um, seats like Stoke-on-Trent and Plymouth, uh, and also Medway, not officially announced, but concession uh, from the Tories on the Medway. Um, th those are key seats, key bellwether seats. And it's not looking good for Krishi Sunak remaining as Prime Minister after a 2024 general election if we did see a similar swing. Although it's not necessarily looking like a Labour majority either. Hung Parliament would be the general consensus, I think, from the analysts. Um, Tom Slater is joining me all this morning. He's editor at Spiked Online. I'm going to get his thoughts on what, uh, on what we've seen so far from those results. First up, though, let's talk to our political editor, Peter Carbell, live for us from College Green in Westminster. Good morning to you. Good morning, Julia. Good morning. I'm loving the bird song. It's um, it's looking looking very uh, cheery there on a, on a lovely day here in London. Um, there's no doubt at all that we always hear talk in advance of expectation management and and, and talk about what or oh, worst case scenario, best case scenario. Everyone wants to play things down, get their vote out, and then they can they can basically play the play the the, the, the musical instruments effectively in the morning to decide which tune sounds best. But really, you can tell everything from just looking at the faces of the pundits, can't you? Uh, and the, for the politicians, the Tories are looking very glum and Labour are looking rather buoyant. Yes, indeed, that's right. And especially in areas where Labour need to win. Stoke-on-Trent, for example, they've regained control of that council. The Conservatives took all three seats there in 2019. So MPs like Jonathan Gullis there for Stoke-on-Trent Central looking vulnerable as a result. Um, certainly also in Plymouth as well, where Johnny Mercer is an MP for the Conservatives. That's gone to Labour. He says that's pretty much a disaster, but they've got to keep their chin up on this as well. For the Liberal Democrats, interesting in places like Braintree in Essex, where uh, they have, oh, sorry, Brentwood in Essex, where they have managed to uh, win the council there. And certainly with the huge majority of Alex Burghardt, who's the Conservative MP there, over 29,000, he'll be looking over his shoulder thinking, what on earth is coming down the track? Labour are very happy so far. They're talking about an 8% lead. They say if you take into account their projected lead in Scotland, of course, Scotland not voting overnight at all, uh, they would be the majority government. I mean, that's a little bit of spin, yeah. certainly. We don't know exactly what would happen there. But really, overall, broad picture, bad night for the Conservatives. They could lose, lose over a 1,000 seats. That's not out of the question. Uh, good, very good night for Labour. Pretty good night for the Lib Dems. I mean, there's, there's, it's very difficult often, isn't it, to extrapolate from local election results, especially when we've only got about a fifth of them in so far, um, to what's going to happen in a general election. People often vote very differently. The people who turn out to vote, you're looking at turnouts, you know, roughly half uh, in local elections. So they tend not to be representative of a lot of the swing voters who turn out in general elections. But also, of course, it depends uh, where those seats are. Now, the, the, the elections that have been taking place are just over 8,000 seats in England. Again, not including Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, uh, London, for instance. They're largely sort of small district councils in rural areas. 
These are not largely, you know, Labour strongholds. They're more likely to be Conservatives. A lot of the challenges to Conservative seats will be from the Lib Dems rather than from Labour. And so you've got all of that to extrapolate from. But, but what most analysts are looking at is, you know, what happened in 2019 when these seats, most of them were last fought? And what's happening now? What's the difference in the vote? And it is quite clear. Tory vote down, Lib Dem vote up a bit, but Labour vote up consistently. The key issue is, is the Labour vote up enough? Because Labour have been way ahead in the polls for quite some time now, although that poll lead is narrowing under Rishi Sunak. But they'd need a, a swing of 12% to have a Labour majority, even if just two. Now, that's bigger than the swing that Tony Blair got in 1997 with that massive, massive majority that he won. From what we've seen so far overnight... Is there any hint that that's what's going to happen or are we on, say, on side for a hung parliament? In terms of what's happened overnight, it doesn't look as dramatic as that. I think a hung parliament is probably the most likely thing when these results are out there. As you say, it's very early. We'll get a lot more results due, during the course of your programme. But certainly the Conservatives I'm speaking to are worried. Labour people I'm speaking to absolutely ecstatic this morning in terms of places like Medway, you mentioned there as well. Even places like Maidenhead, uh, Theresa May's constituency, where Labour have done very well indeed. So there are lots of ways in which the Conservatives can look at this and be worried. In terms of a Labour majority, I think it's too early to say in terms of but will, what they will certainly be looking at is the Labour major, the Labour lead in the polls of 13-14% depending on which polls you look at at the moment it's about 8% so it's not as high as that yeah. but at the same time lots of variables lots of different issues and all of this indeed well we'll come back to you throughout the show thank you so much indeed that's our political editor Peter Carwell uh, let's come back to Tom Slater sitting in the studio with me um Again, there's a lot of expectation management. Mm -hmm. There'll be a lot of spin. We're going to be talking to representatives of Labour. We're going to be talking to uh, the, the Tories uh, party chairman. And, and you, we know what they're going to say. You know, we've been in power for 13 mm -hmm. years and, 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 you know, voters are angry about what's happened in 2022. But is there anything that the Tories could <laughs> grasp onto here? Not at all. I mean, it's very. Th I think the first thing I'm thinking about is that they need to sort out their expectation management game. <laughs> expectation management shouldn't be a prediction, but that's more or less what it seems like is taking place here with that thousand seat number that Greg Hans was bandying about in the run up to this particular election. I mean, as you say, there are so many different explanations that the Tories could trot out as to why they're doing so badly. The problem, in a sense, is they're all kind of true to a certain degree. They have been in power for a long time. But voters do just get, just go. I'm I'm done. With, we've given mm -hmm. you your go. We're ready for something new now. Completely. So there is that counting against him. There was, of course, also the, um, shall we say, the quite torrid period it's gone through insofar as, you know, three leaders almost in as many days. I didn't it notice. felt like when at one did that point. happen? It's been so quiet. <laughs> I've lately. almost forgotten Liz Truss, you know, almost for my insanity's sake. Um, and also the fact that Rishi Sunak, although he is doing better amongst voters, he has helped close that poll lead. He's not the sort of person who sets the pulses racing. So you can kind of pick your excuse mm. and they've all got something to them, Indeed. I think. I mean, look, that said, it must be remembered, though, that Rishi Sunak is polling ahead of the Conservative mm -hmm. Party. Um, Keir Starmer still polls consistently behind the Labour Party. And there's a lot, you know, we talk about it's the economy, stupid mm -hmm. uh, and, and things like that. But actually, leadership now, in an increasingly presidential style of, yeah. of our parliamentary uh, system of government, um, can actually still be that big factor. Um, I mean, 
the, 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 these results look only a third of the council seats in some of the councils we're looking at are actually up for election. So this time round, they, 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 they're on a rolling, uh, you know, only a third go up each, 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 four, each year or each four years. So you're, you're in this situation where you're getting a tiny little snapshot of a tiny snapshot of a tiny snapshot. So it is very difficult to say, oh, well, in that case, if you've won by that percentage in that seat, this will happen. Mm -hmm. Lots of the times in local elections, there'll be a particular issue. There's been a problem with a local MP. There's been a, a big, a big battle over some local planning decision or something, something that will get people out to vote. But when you look at it across the board, there's no doubt at all. It's not looking good for the Tories. This could be, you know, just the opportunity for a lot of very angry, either new Tory voters from 2019, again, in those red wall seats like Stoke-on-Trent, mm -hmm. Jonathan Gullis mentioned um, uh, earlier by uh, Peter Cardwell, um, to sort of give a, you know, a, a, a bloody nose to the Tories, but but they may go back to the Tories if there's a general election in 2024. Um, but, but equally, it may be that people have just frankly had enough and they want to move on. The Tories will say, I know what I'm going to be hearing from them today. They're going to be saying, look, Again, it's what happened in 2022, they're still angry, but we've got these five pledges given in January by Rishi Sunak, you know, inflation and other issues in the economy, dealing with NHS waiting lists, channel migrants. If he can get on top of those things and they are going in the right direction by next year, we could see an election as late as autumn mm -hmm. 24, um, then people will feel differently. Do you think that is the case? Well, there could be something to it. I mean, at the moment, you've got kind of a battle between two not particularly dynamic um, leaders in the form of Rishi Sunak and Keir Starmer. It's kind of competing bank managers, kind of competing managerialists, and it def definitely seems that in, in their own they're ways, they're not rock stars. Aren't they're they? not, and both of them have been trying to play that game of kind of steadying the ship. In Keir Starmer's case, it was to not put too many feet wrong, so as to capitalise on the, the uh, Tory implosion. And in Rishi Sunak's case, it's like we need to calm the markets, we need to get on a steady footing and deliver as we go along. Uh, a lot could change. The, the one thing that people always forget is that we're in an incredibly volatile political era. The fates of political parties go up and down. There's been a lot of talk about 2019 and that kind of previously very bad local elections results. At the end of Theresa May's premiership, you know, there was a point in which the parties were split. There was a kind of a four-way split between Labour, Tories, yeah. Brexit and Lib Dems. So a lot could happen. I think the thing is that because neither leader is particularly daring, uh, the chances that something big is going to change, that they're going to take a position, really kind of draw a line with the electorate is quite unlikely. So that, it's yeah, steady as she goes on both sides. On, on both sides. And again, you make that very fair point. When these last uh, these seats were last mm -hmm. fought in 2019, it was an extraordinary time. And the Brexit party had just been formed by Nigel Farage and was up at 19% compared to the Tories at 20% at the time. Theresa May was only weeks away from resigning. Mm -hmm. and all those battles that we had throughout 2019. <laughs> you thought 2022 was hard work. <laughs> 2019 was, was a busy one as well. Um, and again, but again, it was, you know, it was Theresa May versus Corbyn at that mm. time with, with Nigel Farage thrown into the mix. Um, it was just a, it was a very, very, very uh, different time. I mean, and what's going to be fascinating, though, is you know, if Labour can't do well in local elections like these, I mean, then they wouldn't stand a chance. You know, highest taxes ever. Let's face it, nothing working. Major strikes everywhere. Cost of living crisis. I mean, if, if Labour were not winning seats right now, mm -hmm. you'd be wondering what on earth was going on. I'd love to hear from you. Do get in touch. Uh, local election results are basically set, look bad for the Tories. 
and look good for Labour. I want to know what your reaction is. Um, whatever you vote, however you vote, maybe for neither of those big parties. Uh, what do you make of those results so far? Love to hear your thoughts. We'll get as many on air as we can. Tweet me at Talk TV. Text the word Talk to eight seven treble two. Six forty four is the time. This is Talk Breakfast. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. 